What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL show. We are back. It's a good one. Me and Michael are breaking down every game. Some news that's been going around the NFL this week. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is November 6th, the Saturday edition. We are back on a Saturday in your phone, earbuds, radio, whatever you're listening to us on. How are you doing today, good sir? Doing great. Happy weekend to you. Yes. It's a gl- we're recording this on a Friday. It's a weekend at this point. Like I'm, I'm oh, ready yeah. to roll into it. Um, we got some things to talk about. NFL is providing us with loads of material this week. We got some interesting games also to gamble on, but I think it's a decent time to recap on last night and uh, my dumbass who took the Jets. I don't think I've ever held mm-hmm. a Jets ticket in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I am an idiot. Made that mistake. In my credit, I also thought, you know, Josh Johnson wasn't going to be this quarterback for the vast majority of the game. But, um, yeah. yeah, that was a bad ticket to be holding in my hand. Uh, how did you fare on a fair Thursday? Um, I, I was a little bit more fortunate. Um, I was a little worried with the spread, um, which shouldn't have been. Um, but I was a little worried about the spread. So, um, you know, I teased it down, teased the, uh, teased the over down, and that, that clearly hit. So I was happy about that. But, yeah, the, the Jets ticket, that's a rare ticket to hold. I mean, unless you're holding, like, an under-season win total of, like, four and a half, five and a half, whatever, that's a rare ticket to have in, have in the hand there. Yeah, see, you're a smart person. Uh, I'm just a, I'm just an idiot right now. Is is what it is. Um, I held a Jets ticket, the dumbest thing you could do. Um, I'm over here on Thursday night sweating out Jets Colts like a moron. Um, also, I think I may have to retire from sports gambling because my teaser bet that I was like, if this doesn't hit, is going to retire because the Bengals, as a double point favorite, dropped a game to the Jets. Another just. The Jets just own me in just the worst way right now. The gambling gods hate me. That's all I can all I can come to the conclusion of. Yeah, the NFL is tough. It's kind of this is kind of we're getting into November here, where you start to really uh, remember the grind that the NFL season is, and teams start just losing ones where you just scratch your head and you're just like that that I can't believe that, and that's kind of what November brings in the NFL. It's kind of like who are the real folks and who are kind of the uh, the fakers, and um, you know. Cincy, a team that, you know, has kind of been a faker recently, um, or not even that. I mean, they haven't been good at all. Um, We'll kind of learn a lot about them now as the season drags on. So they'll be one of those teams that we'll learn a lot here in November. That's even the perfect part, too, is like literally on last week's show, we were like, don't hold your breath. They're going to bungle at some point. And that's exactly what they did. Now, did I think that was going to happen in the Jets? No. But, you know. Also, if you're Zach Wilson, are you just like, oh, I know you've been on this train with he's going to be a bust. I'm not there yet. But like, you got to be a little nervous, right? Watching Johnson and White come in and perform incredibly, like look like the best yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL at points. Well, let's not go I that mean, far with Johnson. Johnson had a rough game up until right, the end. Yeah. But White, on the other hand, phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, White has more touchdown passes than I'm already. I mean, <laughs> he looks he's great. young, too. I mean... It happens in the NFL sometimes where the guy you didn't think was going to win it, and I mean, they're both young. I, it's, I, I don't like it when draft stock kind of plays into who you play, but I mean, it definitely does come into play. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you should be a little concerned. Uh, we'll see. I'd be very concerned because we were over here thinking <laughs> the Jets were absolute garbage, and they are not, they are trash, but like look completely yeah. different with White controlling the ball compared to Wilson. So, right. Odd thing there. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, but. Let's talk some games. We've got some interesting ones. We've got some stinkers, but we have some interesting ones as well. We're going to start Texans-Dolphins. The line is minus 5.5, over-under 46.5. We are expected to get the return of Tyrod Taylor, so mm-hmm. that is reflected in the number at this point in time. You're not pulling one over on Vegas here, people. Um, where are you on this line in this game? And 
uh, an ugly game to to just throw it out there. Yeah, this game sucks. I mean, these are probably the two worst teams in the AFC, unless I'm not thinking of someone, but I'm feeling nope. pretty confident by saying that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean, they're awful. Um, I expect kind of a, a big game for Tua, believe it or not, because, I mean, everyone shreds this Houston team. Um, but I do think, you know, bringing Tyrod back means something. I think that should, you know, be taken into consideration. So believe it or not, with the Tyrod factor of him coming back, I don't think they're going to win, but I will take him on the five and a half. I'll take Houston. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My whole thing yeah. is like, and we'll see what he looks like, but I would rather be holding that Houston plus five than the, the Dolphins minus five and a half. Because what we saw when Tyrod was in there was this team has a little fight to them. Like they're not absolute yeah. garbage and the offense has a little buzz to it. Um, and that's what you get. I mean, he's a professional. He's been in the league forever. We've seen, we've talked about Tyrod countless times over the years and how it kind of sucks. He never really got a shot, but we also kind of also know he's not really that franchise dude. Right. But he's also not a guy who's going to lose you a ton of games. He's kind of like the epitome of just even heel. You know what you're going to get with him, and that's good enough for most teams. And this is a solid spot for him to return in. Tyrod, to me, reminds me, not quite as good, definitely not the same career, but he's almost like Alex smith light. Yes, that's a very good <laughs> comparison. <laughs> yeah, very conservative. I mean, he's not going to throw the game away, but you know, you're down by 14, you're probably fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my language. <laughs> He's not going to go out there and win you a bunch of games, but he's also not going to go out there and lose you a ton of games. And it's just, he's yeah. a very even keel guy. So you know what you're going to get week in and week out. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take the Dolphins and, and the, or uh, the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Texans as well with you on that one at the five and a half um, for the mm-hmm. pick on the pod. This game is interesting to me. Broncos, Cowboys, mostly because where the line is sitting currently. It is at nine and a half. Over under 48 and a half. The Cowboys have yet to fail to cover a spread this season, I believe. Yep. That's still, yeah, after last week. Yep, yep. still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot they flipped the underdogs in that game. What it yeah. does. We'll talk about the Vikings in a minute, <laughs> but God, they are literally next on the docket. Don't you worry. We're getting there. But where do you put this game? Because this one is, it feels big, but. The Cowboys are low-key one of the most competitive teams in the NFC, and honest to God, I hate to say it, are in Super Bowl contention right now. <laughs> um, Yeah, it seems big, you know, at first glance and everything, but then you think about it, yeah, Dallas is a really good team. It sucks, but, I mean, they went and won last week without Dak. I mean, everyone was jumping in on that opportunity there. Um, So, yeah, you got to – they haven't lost since week one. I mean, they're <laughs> – damn good team and it sucks but at some point we have to acknowledge they probably are Super Bowl contenders um last week we watched the Broncos in person and I don't know about you but I did not walk away impressed no um, not, they are, not, not a, that was a horrible game we, we, we saw there um they did everything they could to try to lose to Washington of course Washington sucks and couldn't you know win yep. um but yeah this team they got rid of Von Miller I mean I know he hadn't played many snaps recently um Denver's just kind of Kind of crappy team. I'll I'll take Dallas to cover. I I gotta trust them against the spread until until they fail. And you know, getting Dak back. I know there's some injury concern at wide receiver, but I'll take Dallas. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's interesting, and I I should clarify. I'm I'm not saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but they're in that conversation of like they're a, they're a premier team in the NFC right now. Like they're a they one are, loss team. Yeah, they're a dangerous team, and they're second best passing offense when it comes to net yards gained per, through the air. They're highly efficient there. The defense has got more fight to it than I thought it would at this point. Really, they're way ahead of schedule on defense. Like I, I thought they'd be better, but I sort of un. Let me put this. I, as everybody who's been listening knows, I have underestimated the hell out of this coaching staff. I still believe yeah. Mike McCarthy's an idiot, but 
I do too. Quinn's done a very he's done a I am more impressed with the job he has done on defense cuz I honestly didn't think he was very good. I thought he just the talent carried him when he was in Seattle as their defensive coordinator. He's done a great job and he is he has helped Michael Parsons really come smooth into the league. The defense is playing better than expected. They're not, you know, some shut the lights off defense here, but they're they're playing better than than expectation. Um and yeah, the the Broncos, the thing I come came away with, they don't feel like they have a lot of fight. Like, I, and that's weird to say because they clearly do. But you watch some teams, and the energy sort of jumps off the television. Yeah. They seem to like start hot, but as the game sort of goes, they sort of just kind of wear out and just kind of almost lose interest in the game a little bit. Is what it feels like. Maybe not I, you yeah. know, toughness, but l- know lose interest. Mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they tend to start off, you know, come out of gates firing, and then yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so I, it's a tough spread, but yeah, I'm with you. I think you treat them almost like a stock. You know, they've been continually up. At some point, you're going to sell high on them, but I, I don't know if this is the spot because I just don't think Denver has a lot. If 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 the Cowboys get out to a big lead here, they don't have the weaponry to, to come back into this game. Right. All right, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. They are playing the Ravens. Oh the line is at six, over under 50 and a half. We both watched that game. They're... <laughs> That coaching staff is not up to par. The game has passed them way by. I know you have some thoughts about this watching that pass game, but it's bad, Minnesota. I mean, yeah, the, the coaching staff, I mean, like, what are they thinking? And I mean, Adam Thielen came out after the game and started bashing his own coaching staff. I thought that was kind of funny. Yep. Um, you're in a close game against Dallas at home? I don't even know. They yeah. may not have been at home. I thought right. they were at home. Yeah, they were. I believe they were. Yeah. Um, and if they weren't, whatever. But you're playing Dallas. Their star quarterback is out. And you're putting this – and it's a close game. It's like 13-10 or whatever in the second half. And, and <laughs> they're putting this game in Kirk Cousins' hands to win it. And they're going they're, – they're not just going plays without giving the ball to Dalvin Cook. They're going offensive possessions without giving the ball to Dalvin Cook. Yep. They're throwing on three downs in a 13-10 game in the second half against a team with a backup quarterback – that at this point is not scoring. No. I, it's the most baffling thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I don't know what this team is doing. Um, and then as far as this actual game, I, I have to go with Baltimore coming off of a bye, um, even though they, you know, they had that stinker against the Bengals, but I have to trust Lamar in coming back off the bye. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Baltimore. But as far as that coaching staff in Minnesota, I, I mean, they are a talented team, and that staff is ruining it. <laughs> Yes, there are literally, I think, just about every team, maybe there's a handful, would literally kill to have the trio of Thielen, Cook, and Jefferson. Like, that trio is insane, and they are mismanaging that to oblivion. They are incompetent. Minnesota should sue them for reckless incompetence. (laughs) Um, It is a disaster of a coaching staff right now. Um, And week in and week out, certain units just don't show up and play. I mean... Cooper Rush looked like a solid NFL quarterback against that defense. It is embarrassing what was happening there. Um, I'm with you. Coming off a bye with the Ravens. Here's an interesting thing with the Ravens. OBJ is now going to be in the market. I got to imagine the Ravens are are heavily considering making a move on him. I would assume the Patriots might try to make a move. We'll see. I don't know if he fits in with that scheme as well. Mm -hmm. But there is a connection there with Lamar. I feel like the Ravens need to make a move here because they need they need that 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 extra wide receiver. Honestly, a stable wide receiver. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that um, thought. And then there's another team who actually I believe is on bye this weekend um, who isn't playing. Who I like. They're in a situation in the waiver order they're not used to is the Seattle Seahawks. 
in the past, I mean, they're, I think they're like three and four. I don't know what their record is. So they're pretty early in the waiver order. And then, I mean, in the past, they've brought in Josh Gordon. You used to always hear Antonio Brown link to them. Yep. So I, I could see Pete Carroll taking a swing there. Um, but yeah, I, I love him also. I love him in Baltimore. If he, if he goes that far in the waiver, we'll yeah. see. Um, <laughs> I also, you also have to wonder how many teams are going to be clamoring to get Odell Beckham in that contract that they're going to have to claim or the rest of it that they're going to claim. So we'll see about that and who wants him because, you know, his, his play has gone down a little bit. But, yeah, I, I would love him to go to Baltimore. That would be exciting. That, that That's a move that that team could make, should make probably. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. Like, we'll see if he falls that hard. And they'd probably have to move some pieces around to, to accommodate that. But, like, mm-hmm. it, he feels like a piece you need in an offense that desperately needs more stability in production. Now, he is yeah. very injury-prone, as we're, we're figuring out. Yeah. He still seems to, when you watch him, though, in, in his reps, to be able to get open. He still gets separation a good amount of time. I will say, his dad <laughs> posting that video of how unprofessional that was, that man's pretty open. Yeah. <laughs> He's seven eleven. He's always open, but not always doing business. Like that. That's what yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, no, it was. It, it's an interesting point. So I, I would be interested to see if they can maybe try. Like you said, he's got to fall down the waivers there. And I haven't looked at their what their money situation looks like, but I, I could imagine yeah. they could figure it out if they wanted to. Um, but yeah, this is a Ravens team coming off a bye. I, I would like in this spot, and I would like Lamar to have himself a day. Yes. All righty, Pats Panthers lines at three and a half, unders at forty one. This game, yeah, stinks, and it stinks not in the fact of like, like it, I guess it could be entertaining. I think there's going to be zero action in this game. If you're a person who likes offense or just the ball moving, <laughs> this <laughs> probably isn't the game for you, I don't think. Um, yeah. Where do you make this game, and, and how is this one playing out for you? This game does stink. It's just, I don't know, it's like Mac Jones and Sam Darnold. I don't know, there's <laughs> something about them, too. Like, they're fine, but, like, that's just not appealing at all. They're both 4-4 four and four teams. I, I think the Patriots are a slightly better team um i agree with that uh, yeah i, I you know I've, what is carolina one and four in their last five or whatever they yeah. just recently won their first game against atlanta which i mean matt ryan threw two interceptions and that was just an awful game too so what have we have kind of seen from the past other than that 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 houston scare that they had is they have kind of for the most part i feel like they've given a beat down to the teams that they're supposed to give a beat down to yep. so i'm gonna go with them i don't like the hook but i, I will take them at three and a half on that but the panthers i, I just think I was excited about them at first, and McCaffrey might be back, but I don't even know if he's going to be and how effective he'll be if he is. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to trust the Pats here. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, 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 we'll talk about it a little bit more the cards, too. I think if you're one of these teams, you got to think long-term with these types of players, and there's really no reason to push the Christian McCaffrey early bust. Like, there's just there's no real reason to kind of – honestly, you want to be more cautious in that situation, I feel like, um, with what he means to your team long-term. Yeah. As far as this game goes, I agree. I think the Patriots are the more complete team. I think the Panthers defense, what we saw is the the injury to um, Horn and then bringing in Gilmore was needed. He definitely helps elevate that defense a little bit who was missing something in that secondary in the style they're looking to play. It comes down to one thing, though, and that's Bill Belichick is going to murder Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold is not up to snuff 
to beat this Patriots defense. He just isn't. Um, and he has slid back into his old self, and he will be seeing ghosts on Sunday, and it's going to be a disaster. And Mac Jones has come around brilliantly. He's been way better these last couple weeks, and that's a credit, I think, to the Patriots organization as a whole for kind of not giving him too much on his plate to start the season and slowly mm-hmm. kind of bringing him in, and now we are seeing his tools. Um, I saw a video this weekend. Pats fans, you are out of your damn minds. There was a... A personality that works for FanDuel going around asking would they rather have Mac Jones than Justin Herbert and I get it some fan allegiance you want to support the rookie quarterback but you are out of your damn mind if you don't think you would want Justin Herbert over Mac Jones Justin Herbert is a game changer <laughs> like yeah, let's just be very clear about that yeah that's 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 crazy talk right there <laughs> ludicrous I could not believe what I was watching I, I get it as a fan but if I'm a Pat fan hell if I was a Buccaneers fan like yeah Justin Herbert like not right now this year but Taking Justin Herbert. <laughs> I mean, as good as Joe Burrow is, they probably should have taken Justin Herbert. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's a stud. Let's let's be real here, people. Um so all right, nice. Bill's Jacksonville. Big spread. Big old spread. Something Jacksonville's becoming used to here. Another ticket I should not have been holding last week. Bills, minus 14 and a half. I, I was glad I was holding Bills ticket. I was referring to the Jacks yeah. ticket. Yeah. Minus 14 and a half, over under 48 and a half. The Bills are cooking with gas. I mean, this team yeah. is just so damn good right now. And Jacksonville is an absolute disaster. How are we making this game? Um, Yeah, I, I, I think you got to just. I know the spread's big, but the Bills have been beating teams big left and right this season. They beat a team big last year, I mean, last week. Um, next week, they have the Jets, so incoming another 14-plus spread. Um, and they pretty much covered on, I mean, all of them. Obviously, the Titans was, you know, a little bit of an issue there, so yeah. they didn't cover against the Titans. But, I mean, they pretty much kicked the hell out of everyone else. So I, I have to assume they're going to continue to kick the hell out of everyone else, so I, I'll take Buffalo. I mean, Jacksonville, like you said, it's a disaster. That's just yeah, they're a joke. I, I I know we mentioned the worst teams in the AFC playing, but I actually kind of forgot about them. They're pretty bad too. <laughs> Jacksonville is moronic when it comes to offense. <laughs> they are idiocracy at its finest. They are currently third in the NFL when it comes to rush y- or uh, yards gained per attempt on the rush, but they are 26th in percentage of plays that are actually running plays. You have a rookie quarterback with nothing around him. And you have an efficient running game, and you are running it at a rate that is 26 out of 32 teams. What are you doing? Like, I know in today's day and age, you know, Warren Sharp's probably losing his mind and blowing a casket that we're talking about. You need to run the damn football. And, yeah, it's more efficient to pass it. But you have to play to what your strength is as a team. And your strength is not passing the ball. You should be in the top 10 of running the ball at this point. And, yeah, you'll probably see those yards come down if you become a more heavy run team. Mm -hmm. But you can't pass the ball. You need to help your rookie quarterback. You need to help your offensive line. You need to help the team around you. And you were doing a terrible job, Urban Meyer, and the entire coaching staff. It's idiotic what's going on in Jacksonville right now. Yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a rookie quarterback. You got to run the ball. And when you're a one and six team, you got to also understand you're not going to make the playoffs. So run the ball. <laughs> um, what are you doing? You need to help. You need to help your rookie quarterback. Um, you need to help him develop. You can't you'd like just get him go out there and get killed. So yeah, you got to run the ball. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I I get it. Like I said, we're in the tw- twenty twenty one. Everybody's like pass the ball, pass the ball. Pass, like that's just beating the head over with it. But there are situations where like if you're one of the most efficient rush teams in the league and you have nothing going for you offensively through the air, run the damn football. It's not that hard. You should not be outside the top twenty in rush rate. Like that's just insane. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, so Bills for the game overall. But I just I wanted to throw that out there because the the coaching. Te- I mean, we knew this. We we both have been on this train. The urban experiment was going to be a spectacular disaster, and it has yes. been exactly that from literally the start. <laughs> yes. All righty. Might be the game of the week. It's probably my favorite game to watch on the schedule. This is Browns Bengals. I don't know if you'll agree with that, but I I, I am the I like most it. excited for this one. It is a minus two and a half spread. Bengals are favored over under forty seven and a half. This matchup is extremely interesting to me. Um, how are you looking at this game, and, and kind of where are you at on this matchup? This is a tough game. This is, I mean, it's one of my favorite games. Maybe other than like the Sunday night game, or that's a good game. That's a good game. Yeah, Titans, it, oh, it was until... Uh, oh, Titans-Rams not Sunday night? Uh, No, it is. But I was going to say, until Derrick Henry went down. It was. It, it had a little bit more bluster to it until uh, yeah, Derrick Henry right. had the injury. But yeah, this, this game is really good, and I think it's also... It's hard for me to decide on which way I want to go in this one because the Browns, at this point, in my opinion, the Browns have kind of been a disappointment. Um, 100%. I expected them to be much better than a 4-14. They have a lot of talent. Um, the Baker thing... I, I just don't know what the hell to do about that guy. That's it there, this weird situation. Um, and then the Bengals last week, obviously, whew, we already talked about that. That was a big disappointment. I, I think I'm kind of leaning Bengals. I just like them a little bit more as a team, even though what happened last week. Um, the Browns, I, I think it's just been a disappointing season. And I, I, I have this weird feeling that it's kind of only going to continue to get worse. I don't think Odell Beckham was necessarily a cancer on that team, so I don't think they're really gaining anything from leave, from him leaving. I know he's had some personality issues maybe in the past, that you want to say, but he didn't seem to really have the too yeah. much in Cleveland from what I can tell. He's, he's grown up, let's say. Um, so I don't think they're gaining much from releasing him. I, I just kind of trust the Bengals right now. I think things, unfortunately, because I, I actually kind of root for them, I, I think things might start getting kind of shitty for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, no, they... Pun, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> They uh they feel like they're on a knife's edge right now, and a lot of that is due to just their injury situation. I mean, this is a team that built itself on running the football and then playing play action off that, which Baker is extremely good in. Two tight end heavy sets, you know, using Jarvis Landry as kind of his security blanket in the passing game outside of your two tight end sets and being able to run the ball. The Odell thing, yeah, he was essentially a non-factor. Like he makes in my handicapping of the games makes zero difference whether he's playing or not um it's interesting because when you look at the browns offense you cannot have baker just kind of sit back and try to pick apart defenses you need to have that run game going you need to be able to play off play action and kind of get him comfortable um and then he's good and he he can be a franchise quarterback for you but those injuries are tough Coughlin being out is tough cream hunt i think is going to also be out for this game yeah he's out Um, there's they're banged up on the offensive line. They're banged up in the, in that part of it. But then you flip the side on the defensive side, and that's a matchup against the Bengals that is extremely interesting because we are starting mm-hmm. to see that offensive line for the Bengals show its kind of true colors. And that the fact that you didn't want to pay Tooney when he clearly wanted to come, but you just wanted to, you were too cheap there. You went with Chase, who is hey. He's panning out. <laughs> no yeah. argument there. But that just means you you didn't get to bolster your offensive line, which there are trade-offs. I, I think at this point, it's safe to say that's a fair trade-off. <laughs> um, yeah. Not that Suell, as we talked about yeah. last weekend, isn't performing well, but it's a fair trade-off. Yeah. But that's an interesting dynamic because the Browns, they barely blitz. They are bottom of the league when it comes to blitz rate, but they are top of the league when it comes to pressure rate. So they are naturally getting pressure. 
Miles Garrett might have a Jones type game here where he just has himself a day. And that is a bit of concern if you for me, I don't know how you would kind of handicap that, but that's a bit of a concern when we're talking the Bengals' success here. Yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett is the definition of a game wrecker. He has that ability. There's yep. no doubt about it. He he's a he's a premium player on the defensive side of the ball that is a game changer. I, yeah. I still think I go Bengals in this one, but they do. This is essentially how I'm handicapping the Bengals. Anything under seven, all right, you have my attention for them. Anything over, actually six and a half. Anything over six and a half, I'm betting. It's almost a system play at this point. Just bet against the Bengals. Yeah. Too big of a spread. But we're under a field goal. The banged up of the Browns, the inconsistency there, that that kind of knife's edge, not being able to do what you want to do. The Bengals defense being better than I think most realize. I, I'm kind of with you. I like the Bengals here. Yeah. All right, Falcons, Saints. Six is the line, over-under 41.5. Six feels big here. Um, I know the Falcons are not great. Um, yeah. I kind of like the under is tough at 41.5, but it's hard for me to – it wasn't like the Saints were some explosive offense with Jameis, and now you're without him, and, yeah, I know we just beat they just beat the Bucks. Bucks kryptonite is just play a backup quarterback, and you're probably going to beat us or be within the number. Um, right. How are you making this game, and, and where are you at here? This is a game that – I, I, I kind of want to, I probably will stay away from. Um, I don't like this game at all. Um, I, I agree. Six seems like a big number. Um, there's one thing that I kind of look back on kind of history wise. I look back on week one and this is me kind of trying to talk myself into betting on the Saints. I look at what happened to the Falcons week one with Jalen Hurts and I think Taysom Hill and I think they're the exact same player. Um, <laughs> so now, Maybe the Atlanters didn't want to show up at all. And it is week one. You never know what's going to happen in week one. Week one, I thought Billy was a Super Bowl contender after that performance. Um, but say I say you forced me to bet on this game, I would go Saints minus six, and I would go based off of pretty much that exact reason. Obviously, there is tape on Taysom Hill. They've probably played Taysom Hill. Um, I mean, you know, the division rivals, so they probably yeah. have played Taysom Hill. Um, but just – I just think McVeigh's I – mean, not McVeigh. Sorry, Peyton's going to get very creative. Um, so – I would take the minus six, but I probably won't be betting this game. Yeah, it's hard for me to see how there's a ton of... I'm not betting this game either. It's hard for me to see how there's a ton of points in this game, but it's really hard for me to see how Atlanta's going to put up any fight offensively because the Saints' defense yeah. is very For good. real. Yeah. For real. <laughs> it's fair. For real. Heard it here, book yeah. it now. And they are. And the Falcons are just... They just don't have weapons. Like, it was a concern we mentioned going into the season when we did our NFC South breakdown. It's a concern to this day. There's just not enough weapons to compete here. And that Saints defense is going to eat. Like, it just yeah, is. And, and they, I mean, they don't have Ridley. So. Yeah. Like, it's just, they're down bad here. And yeah. while I while we both are on the, the Kyle Pitts fanboy club here, it, you know, he's having a bit of a ro- rocky rookie year. Part of that is just the scheme they're running towards him, with him um, and you'd underly, underutilizing his skill set. And some of it's him just, having difficulty adjusting in the NFL, which happens for rookies. Not everybody can be Jamar Chase um, and just excel. But this is a problem spot. So, yeah, I'll probably stay away from it, but I have a hard time figuring how the Falcons score any points here. Mm -hmm. All right, Raiders-Giants. The line is at 3.5, over-under 46.5. I think we we kind of have to talk about the the rugs thing here a little bit. Um, Absolutely tragic event. Oh, yeah. Really... Really, really stupid, obviously, without going staying. I mean, he's out here drunk, treating suburbia like it's the autobomb. And unfortunately, a girl who had her entire life in front of her is now dead because of it. He is out of the league. 
and that is going to have an effect on the Raiders, as he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully the legal system will take care of that, and you know there will be consequences served for what is truly a tra- traumatic event. <sighs> I'll give you an opportunity if you want to say anything on it, or how are you making this game? Where are you at with this? It's, it, uh-huh. it's hard to gauge when something like this happens. Um, in yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a shitty story. That sucked to hear. Um, yeah. I mean, his life done. Even worse, her life is really done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he'll never play in the NFL again. There's no chance. Um, he'll probably go to jail for, you know, like 10 years. Yeah. You know? As I he mean, should. I mean, I, as he should. Un- yeah. Unbelievable to be going that fast while also drunk. Like, drunk uh, driving yeah. alone is insane. In today's day and age, like, you're a millionaire. You have a phone. Call an Uber. Call the team. They'll send you a car. Get a suite at the MGM. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And then going 156 or whatever? Yeah. Completely crazy. Completely crazy. And it's just awful story. And all things have said that, I mean, Henry Ruggs is a good dude. I mean, so that, that just sucks. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's going to take a toll on that team. Um, I know he's been a little maybe underwhelming for a first-round pick, but he has 4-2 speed. Um, he's a guy that every defense is aware of where he is on the field. He's on the field because he's just an absolute blazer. Um, he could stretch the defense. They, they, so they lost a pretty important piece. I believe he was leading the team in receiving yards. Um, he had like over, he had about 450. So he was on pace for about a thousand yard season. So I, I mean, yeah, it's going to take a toll on the team, the offense, not having the ability to have someone to stretch the field. Um, I like maybe for their future. I know injuries are an issue for this guy, but Deshaun Jackson, I don't hate that idea. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's kind of, I know they're now Vegas, but Deshaun has the California ties. Um, this is a game where just everything going on with the Raiders, I mean, everything that's been going on with the team, even before Henry Ruggs' situation, they're traveling all the way over to New York for a 1 o'clock game. This might be my underdog play of, of play of the weekend. I think I would take New York on the money line. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard not to. It's enticing. I mean, this team showed that they can overcome some adversity with the John Gruden thing. I think right. one part we, we didn't even mention is Derek Carr. I mean, there were some players that came to the defensive rug, and – that ain't it. I'm going to tell you right now. There, There's no defending that action. But what Derek Carr said, that was leadership. And the fact that he needs a little love in his life right now, and he's going to be there. He's not condoning what happened, similar to the John Gruden thing. I think his phrase was, you hate the sin but love the man type of deal. Um, mm-hmm. Derek Carr, once again, has been showing that he is a true leader and kind of on point with all of this. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's tough. This is a team that's shown that they can overcome some adversity. But You're right. like mm-hmm. you said, Ruggs is – he's the threat. I mean, he's aver- he was averaging 19 yards per catch. He was the leading receiver, as you said. He was the big deep ball threat that you had to account for um, as a secondary to not try to let get behind you. Um, and removing that, we just don't know what this offense is going to look like. It's not that he was like the integral part that like, but removing that type of threat becomes tough against the giants team who one is terrible, but <laughs> has some fight to him. Now we'll see if yeah, that fight is. starts to lose here a little bit. I feel like we're, we're dangerously flirting with a Matt Patricia situation in uh, New York here with that coaching mm-hmm. staff. But uh, Daniel Jones, who also plays better away than at home, which is always interesting, you know, as long as he doesn't turn over the ball, the Giants are well within this game. Yeah, I agree. All righty. Chargers-Eagles, minus one and a half. Four weeks ago, no way in shot. Minus one and a half. I apologize what I'm seeing. I'm going to Chargers here. Mm-hmm. Over under at 49 and a half. No way in hell you could have told me that the Chargers would only be a one, one and a half point fa- one point 
I am just my brain one is half, one exploding. Half yes, one, one, one and a half. And a half. Yeah, one and a half. <laughs> Spread. Don't say one half. Then, yeah. Then you're <laughs> just it's Friday. Just the brain is just broken at this point. <laughs> you only take over this game. Chargers <laughs> favored one and a half yeah. here. Uh, the say, under is can you please just take <laughs> <laughs> just take the reins? I am I am yeah. clearly dead here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said four weeks ago, this would have kind of surprised you. The spread, even actually today, the spread surprises me a tad. This is one of those games, in my opinion, where I'm just going to say, don't overthink it. Take the Chargers. That feels fair. That's essentially what I was going to say. Is this is yeah. not an overthink it spot. The Eagles have played well, but the Chargers are step up in class. And I know the Chargers yeah. have come off here and not played their greatest football the last couple games. Mm-hmm. But come on now. Yeah. Come on now. What are we doing? Yeah, here? Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. This, this, this is Vegas giving an opportunity and a value play that you just you can't turn down. <laughs> you can't. You really can't. I mean, the Eagles beat the Lions. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's Love. pump yeah. the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. Pump them. <laughs> um. Yeah. All righty. A game that would have probably been the game of the week had uh, a certain somebody who just had a hell of a day today in Aaron Rodgers getting COVID. Um, the number is seven, over under 48 and a half. <sighs> Aaron Rodgers having himself a day. Uh, like, I'm not going to necessarily go into the whole political <laughs> part of this. This is a sports show. But, my God, at times did he come off like a real idiot and kind of jackass. Now, there are some legit reasons. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, he says he's allergic to, to a property in the vaccine. Okay. Don't don't, don't don't take it like that. I got no issue with that. But then also don't try to be deceitful and play it off like you are vaccinated and then just go on a tangent about how you don't want to make this political, but then making it political. And then also throwing out a Martin Luther King quote as if you draw some parallel and are some type of martyr here. Like you play professional football. OK, <laughs> chill out. All right, man. Yeah. Like, calm he's, down. He's, yeah, I mean, I, I like you said, I don't really care that he's not vaccinated. I really don't. Um, but no. <laughs> he says this some of the funniest shit. He's, he said he was thankful for people that, like Joe Rogan. He's thankful that people like Joe Rogan exist. I like Joe Rogan. I know he's very controversial. I actually like him. I don't know how thankful I am for his existence. <laughs> I don't know how much he improved my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a weird dude. I mean, he's a weird, that's a weird man. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Joe Rogan has enhanced my excitement for UFC fights. He has given yeah. me laughs when I watch his special at times. Like, but no, I'm not like thankful he's around. I'm also not taking his medical advice. There are these people, you know, the ones that you tried to cheat off in freshman biology who have spent their lives work making sure we don't all die in the medical community. I'm going to take their advice. I'm going to go see a doctor and I'm going to get a second opinion probably. Like I got some medical issues. I go get a second opinion. I'm not listening to podcast Joe Rogan on how to yeah. solve my coronavirus or any other medical issue. Sorry. And- like... November 25th, I'm not going to sit down at my dinner table with my family and say, boy, I was thankful for Joe Rogan while I eat my turkey. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> anyways, um, the Rogers factor is key here. Um, but with these Chiefs, man, is the Rogers factor seven points? I, I don't know, dude. Um, I, until I, like we've said pretty much all year, until we can trust the, the Chiefs, I, I'm not really going to bet on them on any spreads. They have covered some spreads recently as where they weren't at all, but I still don't fully trust this team. Mahomes, I, I don't know. I mean, he has a bunch of touchdowns, but some of his decision-making, dude, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's overthinking it. I, I, I it, It's very bizarre. I know a lot, some of his interceptions have come off drops, but even so you've seen some of the, some of the authority against Washington, 
yeah. the throw in the red zone in the end zone he had against New York. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but so I will take Jordan Love and I'll take the Packers to cover the plus seven. I don't know if they're going to win this game. Probably not. It's going to be a tough place for Jordan Love to go and start his first game in Kansas City. Um, but and the defense isn't exactly intimidating, but the environment is intimidating. So I'll take them to cover seven. I don't know if they're going to win though. Yeah, it's um, I don't think they're going to win. And the the love thing is going to be interesting because I last year the word out of the Green Bay Packers camp was there was some serious work to be done um, yeah. to get love to the NFL standard. I mean, to the point where I think I heard today, I was listening to another podcast. I was not aware of this at the time, but they mentioned how they had heard word that the PR team for the Packers had basically told media members, do not film his throwing motion because it was just, it was that bad last year in training camp. Now he has clearly come a long way that they have faith in, in starting him in this game. Um, and we're going to see where he's at and in, in what he's ready to do. But we also are well aware of when the Packers haven't had Rodgers. It's been an absolute train wreck. The nice thing, as you pointed out, they're playing the Chiefs. Arguably the worst defense in the league. <laughs> like This team can't stop a nosebleed. Um, now, I will say they may have made one of the acquisitions of the year um, in Ingram coming over. Not Ingram. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melvin. Melvin Ingram? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain, when I said Ingram, my mind. You thought Mark. Yeah, my mind. The picture right, right. of he Mark to, just. He went to Baltimore. Yeah. Or he yeah. went to New Orleans. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Melvin. That's a hell of a, because it allows, why it's really, not so much that he's like some game changer or whatever, but it allows Jones to now move pretty much inside where he is dominant. Um, like a dominant force inside. So that could be a big, big, big time acquisition. We'll see how much he plays this week. I'm not really putting that into the handicap. But you're right. The the Mahomes thinks, I don't know in good confidence how you can buy into this team right now. It's like buying into a bad company, Um, like in the stock market. Like until they prove that they've turned it around, why would you invest your dollars with them? Like they are, they're fundamentally not on, like they're just missing small details. Kelsey seems to, I don't know if he's like, how banged up he actually is, if he's just losing a step because he's getting older, what, but he's not playing to his potentials. It seems that Mahomes is more frustrated than anything right now. Like, teams are just, since the Bucks game, he just seems like he's playing frustrated and not kind of clear-headed. Um, teams are making him take short stuff. He's not getting the explosiveness. It, it, it's just a, they're trying to adjust on the fly. It's just a lot's going wrong. And until they kind of get that turnover bug out of their system, I don't know how you can have any faith in holding a, a, a Chiefs ticket. I mean, yeah, full. I mean, full seven points. That's tough. Um, what was the spread before Rogers? That's a good question. I don't know. I meant to look that up. It was definitely closer. Curious. I want to say it was. It moved four points. I want to say. I want to say it was. So like, Green Bay was dogs, regardless. I think so. Yeah. I want to. Don't quote me on that, but I want to. I mean, yeah, it's hard to believe the line shifted like ten points, but I mean, I just Rogers was playing. God, I would have taken them as dogs. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> Absolutely. Um their uh their um their defense too is not I mean it's not great, but it's also not terrible. Like the Packers right. defense has got some fight to it. Um yeah. now they are down in their secondary a little bit, which is unfortunate um and tough here. But like we said, you know, the matchup makes the fight and I kinda like the matchup here. I, I mean, are yeah. we really are we really thinking that love is gonna get absolutely demolished by this Chiefs defense and the fact that they're not going to be able to control the clock with their run game. Like it's just hard to be holding that ticket. Yeah. I mean, I think I consider it's been a big time AJ Dillon game, believe it or not. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, alrighty. 
We're moving on. Cardinals 49ers, another one where there could be a key injury. This is one. Kyler Murray, he may play, may not. It, the, the read I am getting is essentially he's going to be a game-time decision. I honestly do not know why you even – if he's a game-time decision, he should be out, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the line's at two right now, over-under is 45.5. The reason I say that is there is a long-term approach here to the Cardinals. Why push the most important piece of your franchise, your organization, everything you do early? It just – like, I get we want to win games, we don't want to drop them, but a week is not going to make a difference here. But he may play, he may not. We don't know. How are we making this game right now? Yeah, it's interesting. You, you got to wonder how much of it has to do with the Rams being 7-1 and one as well. Um, but I'm kind of with you. I, I think if Kyler's not, like, if it's kind of iffy with him, you got to sit him. Just it, The same kind of thing happened last year where Kyler started off super hot then got nicked up. And, I mean, he went down in production. And we're kind of starting to see that now. He only has, he has less than 40 rushing yards in the last four games. Yep. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I look at it, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's that. So that's super concerning. Um, for this game, though, if he does play, I don't see how you can't go with the value on the money line for Arizona. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I'm kind of wondering if the spread is based off of you know, the uncertainty on Kyler, which I'm guessing it is. But just, I, I still don't trust the 49ers, and I still don't trust Kyle Shanahan. So I, I will take the Cardinals if. Um, if Kyler plays as dogs, just based on the value, I, I just I can't pass that up myself personally. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I think this is one to watch. I mean, if you're somebody who's of the opinion that you know you're taking stock in the fact that the 49ers they did look a lot better last week. Now it was against the Bears, mm-hmm. who you know they're not they're not the terror of the Midwest anymore here. Um, it, but they did look better. I mean, Jimmy G had his best game um, last week. Now, does that continue to carry over? I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. consistency's really been the biggest question with Kyle Shanahan and his offense. Um, so, you know, can that consistency turn over? The defense is a little bit better. I will say this about this. The matchup that makes it interesting if you're a 49ers better or you're somebody who wants to bet the 49ers before the news potentially comes out or doesn't, the thing that would I would give me hope, I'm going to wait to see what this, this looks like probably, but um, is Jimmy G is generally pretty good against the blitz surprisingly and the cardinals are a blitz heavy team they do not generate pressure naturally right um they do have to blitz a lot and if you are not jimmy g struggles when you can bring natural pressure and you can drop more bodies back that's when he struggles when you know you're allowing his weapons to go kind of one-on-one and there's gaps in the in the offense he does a decent job of getting the ball out quick and and being decently effective so that is a matchup that does sort of concern me um but yeah, consistency is the name of the game with the 49ers. And I just, I don't know the product. I lean 49ers right now because like we said, the, the product is down with Kyle Murray. I don't know why you would start him here. I have a feeling he's going to be out. I think it's reckless to start him. Um, so I lean the 49ers here, but mm-hmm. it's tough because consistency is the name of the game. And I just, I don't, I haven't seen them be consistent enough right now. Right, exactly. Alrighty, a game that, was, in my opinion, going to be the game of the week. Still could be, maybe, but Derrick Henry loss is a big loss to this one. The number is at seven right now. Rams are favored. Over-under is 53.5. Can the Titans adjust within a week to the most important non-quarterback player probably in the league to a team in Derrick Henry? Can they adjust? That's the question. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) I don't think so. I think they're asked. I really do. That injury is a dagger. And 
they're already missing Julio. Um, I just, unfortunately, I, I, this injury, I think, is going to really crush this team. And it's a bummer because they're, in my opinion, they're one of the most fun teams. Derrick Henry is one of the most fun players to watch. Yep. Um, but just this Rams team, I mean, they're a stacked team. They're 7-1. and one. They're now they're acquiring Von Miller. I mean, what's going on is this is crazy. Um, Draft picks don't man. exist to the Rams, by the way. Draft picks yeah. don't exist. They don't exist. Honestly, it, it works for them. So I'm yeah. jealous because my team tried it for like 12 years. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Rams here. Seven, seven is a big, it's a big number. Um, and I, I am excited. One thing I am excited. I'm 36 year old Adrian Peterson. Trust me. He's going to make some plays. I don't know if he's playing this weekend. I, I don't believe he is. Um, yeah, we'll I think see. they did elevate him to the, to the main roster that, but we'll see, but he will make some plays. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be really hard without Derek Henry. So just in the immediate aftermath, the first game without him, I think they're going to be a little lost out there. So I will take the Rams to cover that seven, even a big number like that. Yeah, it, it's it's a significant loss. I mean, it's essentially yeah. losing a quarterback for this type of team because yeah. it is so integral to what they do offensively and to, honestly, Ryan Tannehill's success. We know what Ryan Tannehill... Now, granted, it was with all, arguably the worst head coach to ever coach in the NFL <laughs> in Adam Gase. But still, we knew what he was when you had to have him just drop back and shotgun and try to pick apart defenses. He has benefited enormously from the play-action ability off Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is the most... is His percentage of ball, of touching the ball, basically, in, in the metrics in this offense in which they rely on him are off the charts. And to make that adjustment with Adrian Peterson and Mickles... Yeah. <laughs> In the first week, I don't have a lot of faith that this is going to go well. Um, no. And like you said, Adrian Peterson will make a play here or two, but his pitch count is probably going to be pretty low. And I just don't think they... I mean, they're, just, they're banged up on the offensive line. They're banged up at the wide receiving core. While Ryan Tannehill has certainly gotten better since his time in Miami, we have no idea is he going to revert back to his old self when defenses do not have to respect the run like they do when Derrick Henry's in there. Or is he going to be, you know, kind of the new improved Ryan Tannehill? My betting dollars would say he's regressing and <laughs> pretty aggressively. <Yeah. laughs> so oh, yeah. I am going to go Rams as well, who have been one of the most efficient offenses um, recently. The defense, I mean, they they identified a problem. They're having trouble getting natural pressure outside of Aaron Donald. You bring in Von Miller, who, you know, isn't the player he was a couple years ago, but still a very viable threat. Um, oh, yeah. This is this is a scary team in the Rams. This is this is a team that has a lockdown corner, has versatile players on the defensive line, and has an offense that is rolling. Um, so they got to be your biggest concern. Oh, a hundred percent, they are one hundred percent without question. The yeah. Von Miller thing concerns me to the moon. Um, yeah. This was it. Should yeah, that was a game where we talked about where I I, I we both kind of said it. They'll probably beat us in the regular season. We'll see them again, and we'll beat them in the playoffs. The Von Miller thing definitely changes some things here. Um, it changes the dynamic um, a little bit. Now, we'll see. We've been playing well, so we'll see. We get a bye this week, too. But, yeah, they are definitely my my biggest concern as of right now. Mm-hmm. All right, that was easy. Bears-Steelers. This one's a little bit harder to make a, a, a pick on, at least in my world. Uh, the The line is at 6, over-under 39.5. <laughs> Talk about bad offenses. Woo! This is a disaster. Lowest total of the weekend. Um, where do you make this game, and are we going to see any offense this week? <laughs> this game? 
Oh, I don't think we're going to see much offense here in this game at all. Um, it, I don't know. Like Justin Fields showed, finally showed some, you know, real running ability last weekend. Um, so that's nice to see, but six is an aggressive number, but the Steelers, are they four and three, which just blows my mind. Yeah. They're sneakily I, just putting together wins. Yeah. I can't believe it. That organization. Unbelievable. Yeah. They're four um, and three right now. Two and unreal. Yeah. Unreal organization, but Justin Fields, he didn't show an ability to run the ball. Um, but I, there's something about this game Monday night at Pittsburgh. I know that defense isn't quite as daunting as maybe it has been in the past, but they still have the ability to fly around. I think they'll give Fields fits. I, I don't, <laughs> this, this is kind of a, a tease type game for me, but I'm not going to you know, bring up a teaser on the podcast because that's kind of, kind of boring. <laughs> um, so if, if you put a gun to my head, I'm not actually going to do this, but I would pick Pittsburgh just to cover on a Monday night game, primetime game, rookie quarterback. The Bears are just, they're a disaster. Um, so I would pick the Steelers to just, at this point, just the much better organization. So I'd pick them to cover six. Correct. They're also the more consistent. I mean, the head coaching is better. The coaching staff yeah. is better. Everything is better um, on the Steelers, which isn't saying much. I mean, well, the coaching staff is saying a lot, actually. Literally it's, everything. You're right. Everything yeah. is better. Everything is better. There's just <laughs> it, And the bad part, too, is the best parts of the Bears are banged up. Like, Khalil Mack is banged up. He's listed as yeah. questionable. He's going to play, but he's he's banged up. You got Ogletree, yeah. banged up. Like, you've got Daryl Mooney, banged up. you got Montgomery. Banged up. Who's I see he they are I don't know if they fully activate him for Sunday. They may put him back on IR. They may put him active. I don't know if that's fully come out yet, but he's gonna be eligible to come back this week essentially. But banged up. Eddie Jackson right. banged up. Like it's just like you look everywhere. And then yeah. you've got Doofus Brain over there as <laughs> the head coach. And like I it's the same concept as the Jets. Why would you want to be holding a Bears ticket right now? Um, I don't love like I I probably won't take the game at six. Um, yeah. like you said, for for the purposes of the podcast, I will pick the Steelers. Um, at the six numbers, but I don't want anything to do with a, a Bears ticket right now, <laughs> especially without a hook on there. Good, no. See you later. No. no, ship it to the Steelers. Even though Big Ben looks like a penguin out there rolling around in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, this will be a weird game. It'll probably be pretty awful. Um, <laughs> low scoring, cold, bad game. <laughs> I want to talk about low scoring. The Bears are averaging, as an NFL team in the year 2021, are averaging 15 points a game. Wow. 15 points a game? 15.4 points a game as an offense. Gosh, (laughs) that is horrific. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you can't bet on that team. My God, is that bad? Um, All righty. That is it. I don't know if you have any other thoughts. You want to let out into the world here, but that, those uh, are the games. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't. Yeah, honestly, like, what are we doing nowadays, guys? Yeah. Um, just a stupid, but he'll pay the price for it as he should. And yeah. tragic to the family. Thoughts and prayers with them. <sighs> yeah, that just when I saw that, just the heart, the heart sinks to the stomach. Um, oh yeah, no but, doubt. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Talk to your doctor. Don't get your medical advice from podcasters. Um, <laughs> get a second opinion and. Those are the words of wisdom of Trophy Kids today. Perfect. There we go. All righty. We will talk to you all next week. And as always, peace.